Let's enjoy today's message by Sam Adiemi. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. Let's go. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. I want you to read it well. Some of us have eaten breakfast. Read it with the food that you ate. Some of us have not eaten. Pretend as if you have eaten. And read it with energy. <laughs> All right, Galatians 6.9, let's go. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Okay, so... <clears throat> I think it was the second year of this or so, or the third year. I went to my pastor, I went to Dr. David Oedipo, and said, Sir, what do you do when you have done everything you know you should do, but the church has refused to grow? Did you notice my smart move there? I put the responsibility on the church. It was the church that refused to grow. So he said to me, he said, son, this growth thing is seasonal. So that's why they said, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap. He said, as long as the farmer continues to put seeds in the soil, it doesn't really have a problem because the season will come and all the seeds will sprout and grow. He said, but... If out of frustration, the farmer stops planting seeds, he said that's where the real problem is. Because when God brings the season for the harvest, there will be nothing for God to multiply for him. So he said, whatever it is you have been doing, continue to do it. I won't forget that. <laughs> I will never forget that. This star is 24 years this month. Amen. <laughs> I'm not asking that question anymore because we've seen growth and the church is making impact now globally. Children ask for things at times that we know only time will provide. And that is if they will still be around. Only time will provide. So the question today is, will you still be around? By the time the season of fulfillment arrives. Season of fulfillment for your marital destiny. Season of fulfillment for your career. Season of fulfillment for God's promises concerning your finances. Will you still be around when the season will come? You cannot see the fulfillment of God's promises without you having staying power. You cannot see the fulfillment of God's promises without having staying power. Psalm 27, verses 13 and 14 in the New Living Translation. Psalm 27, 13 and 14. The psalmist said, Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. 
Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. It's not enough to wait on the Lord. We also have to learn to wait for the Lord. His timing is not always our timing. So I'm glad to let you know that the Christian life does not give you immunity from challenges. Because there are some people that, that, that are just wondering, ah, ah, what am I serving God for? Why all these troubles? The Christian life does not give you immunity from challenges. It only guarantees your ultimate victory. 2 Timothy 3 verse 12. I read this verse as a young Christian and memorized it. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Did you notice it did not say may suffer persecution? Will. This is not for the Christian that will compromise. Everyone that will live godly, simply because Satan is influencing the world's systems negatively. The whole place is corrupt. If you're going to do it the godly way, he said you will suffer persecution. The people that laid the foundation of this faith, they used to wear persecution as a badge of honor. Because it's proof you are going in the right direction. Somebody said, if you are traveling in a direction and you and the devil are not opposing each other, hitting each other, it means you and the devil are traveling in the same direction. Opposition is proof. Opposition by Satan is proof. There is something you are carrying that is precious. There is something you are doing that is making Satan uncomfortable. Philippians chapter 1 verse 29. New King James Version, Philippians 1.29. For to you it has been granted, on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Yeah. Nobody clapped. I know, I'm not asking you to clap, oh, it's normal, oh. I'm just saying that kind of message will not sell. In this day and age, suffer. After all the suffering, I come to church again. It is suffer, Pastor. We're talking. About. It didn't say male. <laughs> For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in Him but also to suffer for His sake. No, the kind of message we want. Ah, God, my God will turn your situation around. He will change your story. Ah. You see, you see how the amen was coming naturally from some people? <laughs> Joseph woke up in prison in the morning and slept in the night in the palace. My God will give you a 24-hour turnaround. 
Okay. So I'm just glad to let you know that between where you are now and the 24-hour turnaround, your brothers will beat you. They will throw you in a pit. They will even discuss about killing you. But God will not allow them. So they will sell you as a slave. Potiphar will buy you in the market <laughs> like a goat. <clears throat> you will do a job in Potiphar's house. Potiphar's wife will lie on you. They will put you in jail. Then you will have the 24-hour turnaround. <laughs> I just described our generation. We want the product. We don't want the process. We want baby. We don't want pregnancy. So is it a surprise that they say the level of depression is going up? It's a discouraged generation. It's a frustrated generation because things are not happening fast enough. It's the generation that, 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 that didn't have to work only with firewood. There's microwave. You can microwave food. You cannot microwave a destiny into manifestation. Why haven't we been able to reduce the gestation period of a baby? In the womb. Nine months is nine months. You cut baby open in three months, bring it, it's premature baby. And I have a feeling many people are carrying around premature testimonies. Our world is getting more challenging. Unfortunately, we are losing capacity for staying power. God challenged Jeremiah. Jeremiah 12, verse 5. So whenever I'm feeling like, oh, I'm getting overwhelmed, things are too much, I remember this one. Jeremiah 12, 5. If you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, then how will you contend with horses? And if in the land of peace, in which you trusted, they wearied you, then how will you do in the flood plain of the Jordan? Let me read it, you know, the whole context from the Message Bible. I'll read verses 1 to 5, Jeremiah 12. Jeremiah speaking. You are right, O God, and you set things right. I can't argue with that. But I do have some questions. Why do bad people have it so good? Why do con artists make it big? You planted them and they put down roots. They flourished and produced fruit. They talk as if they're old friends with you, but they couldn't care less about you. Meanwhile, you know me inside and out. You don't let me get by with a thing. Make them pay for the way they live. Pay with their lives, like sheep marked for slaughter. How long do we have to pit up with this? The country depressed, the farms in ruin, and all because of wickedness, these wicked lives. Even animals and birds are dying off because they'll have nothing to show to do with God and think God has nothing to do with them. Verse 5. 
God replied, so, Jeremiah, if you are worn out in this foot race with men, what makes you think you can race against horses? And if you can't keep your wits during times of calm, what's going to happen when troubles break loose like the Jordan in flood? So that's what God is asking somebody here today. What have you seen? That you are packing up. We just showed you introduction to trouble. <laughs> you are lamenting, you are crying, you have not seen nothing. This introduction. How will you get your God testimonies? How will you be able to speak like David? The God that delivered me from the paws of the lion and the bear, he will deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. When will you face your Goliath? When you are running from the lion and the bear? I know some of us have a proverb that really helps us. An African proverb that really helps us. He who fights and runs away lives to fight another day. Now, that's a smart one. Not every fight is your fight. Don't die now. So you can still be around to fight another day. But, you know wisdom. It's always with a balance. It cuts through the middle. Sometimes, too, he who fights and runs away lives to run away another day. Running away can become a habit. Abandoning projects. Abandoning projects. Run away. Run away. Run away. David said, I was keeping my father's sheep. He said, and the lion and the bear came. Took the lamb. He said, I went after him and I struck him. I took the thing from his mouth. He said, the God that helped me with the lion and the bear, he will help me to face this character. That's the point. You've got to have God testimonies. And David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. You remember what God has done for you before? Say, God that helped me before will help me again this time. That's it. When you find yourself in trouble, you dig into God. You find yourself stranded, you dig into God. You're trying to accomplish something. You meet opposition, hard opposition. You pray, you dig into God. God gives you a revelation. That's what you stand on. The situation has to give way for the revelation. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God abides forever. Isaiah 40 verse 8. So, what God tells you, because his word is eternal, that's what you pull up when you face a bigger challenge ahead. The things that God told me in the time of challenges, those are the things the world wants to hear me talk about now. That's why I'm invited all over the world to talk. Who wants to read a book written by somebody whose life has been perfect from the day he was born? I have never had a problem in my life. And then you write a book, How to Live the Perfect Life. I'm not interested. Because your life does not approximate to mine. Your experience is not close to mine. So there's nothing I'm to learn from you. My own, I get challenged. So I'm looking for someone that has gone through that kind of a challenge and overcame it. Looking for somebody that had financial challenges and overcame. Looking for somebody that had trouble getting visa and eventually got I'm looking for somebody that started a business and eventually succeeded with it. Looking for someone that started a marriage, had trouble with marriage, eventually overcame the challenges. That's, that's, that's what I'm looking for. 
What God tells you in the time of trouble is what you have to pull back on when you face bigger challenges. Don't run away. Don't quit. Develop staying power. God uses challenges to develop your capacity for endurance. Help me to tell your neighbor, troubles develop your muscles. Troubles develop your spiritual muscles. James 1, verses 2 to 4. James 1, verses 2 to 4. New Living Translation. There, brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. That's it. Allow those capacities to develop. Listen, the higher you go in life, the more you realize big projects sometimes require endurance. If you're in business, you know what I'm talking about. So when you see somebody signed a project for, uh, and the project is 25 billion naira or it's $1 billion, they take time. First of all, because of the size, you have to work a lot of details and it has to go through various stages of approval here and there. Obstacles here, obstacles there. Obstacles here, obstacles there. But if you have developed your endurance muscles, you learn to stay with projects until they come into manifestation. And some of them like that, just one will compensate for all the troubles that you've been going through. Develop your endurance muscles. And as I close, one very important reason why you should hold on is this. God cannot lie. If he gave you a promise, he will fulfill it. It's just a matter of time. Numbers 23, verses 19 and 20. New King James Version. Numbers 23, 19 and 20. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? Behold, I have received a command to bless. He has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. So listen to me. When God has blessed you, no devil can reverse your blessing. When God's pronounced something over you, it's a spiritual reality. It's just that getting it from the spiritual into the physical is a process. And it takes time. If you hang around long enough, you will see the full manifestation of everything that God has promised you. Not a jot or a tittle will go unfulfilled in the name of Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 17 and 18, New Living Translation. Hebrews 6, 17 and 18. God also bound himself with an oath so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold on to the hope that lies before us. Someone say with me, 
in the name of Jesus Christ. I am not a quitter. I am a winner. Lord, I declare that you are the one that works in me both to will and to do. I receive grace for willingness. I receive inner strength, inner power to, be, to not be discouraged. I will not be discouraged. I declare today before heaven and earth that I will not give up until I see the fulfillment of God's promises in my life. Satan, I serve you notice. You will not wear me out. I will wear you out. I'm staying here till God's promises are fulfilled in my life. In Jesus' name. Someone said a good amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, I prophesy, anyone that has come to the season of fulfillment and something is obstructing the fulfillment, by the power of the Spirit of God, I destroy the power of the devil. Destroy every limiting force. No one can curse the one that God has blessed. Every curse is broken. Every limitation is removed. In the name of Jesus. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. Over every form of delay. The days of delay are over. I prophesy on the one that has been discouraged. In the name of Jesus. Receive courage. Receive strength. Receive a revelation. Give you a reason. To hold on. I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ. Favor. On a new dimension for someone. The days of rejection are over. The days of acceptance are here now. The days of fulfillment are here now. In the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for the honest person who says, Pastor, my relationship with God is not okay. Now, that's the starting point. God loves you. God loves me. What he wants is a relationship. He's not a God to be used like talisman just to achieve financial goals or whatever. No, no, no. He wants a relationship. And sin is the biggest problem on this planet. So he sent his son Jesus to die for us on the cross. Jesus paid for our sins. God wants to give us forgiveness as a gift. If you're that honest person who says, my relationship with God is not okay. Can you please put your hand on your heart where you are? I want to pray with you. I'm a sinner. I cannot be lying before God. I want God to forgive my sins. I accept God so loves me. He sent Jesus to die a shameful and painful death on the cross. I want that created into my account. Can you please put your hand on your heart? I want us to say this short prayer together as we receive forgiveness from God. We need to say this prayer. God bless you. Please say this prayer after me. Dear God, I believe that Jesus paid for my sins. I ask you to forgive me and to accept me as your child. Thank you for hearing my prayer in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you. Lord, we're grateful for our brothers and sisters that said this prayer. We know you love them already. <laughs> you love them. And we know you answered their prayers already. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, teach them to know you personally. Teach them to love you. 
and to love other people and to stay with you. Give them the grace to stay with you the rest of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen.